the golem just went berserk. Heads up, everybody. He's pissed yeah. off. You yeah, him. technically, I think I pushed him over the edge. Would I be able to, like, overload his steering? That, like, if I did, like, a microbot assault, it might be enough to hamstring the driver. Lycos just kind of, like, jerks the wheel hard, and the rig just kind of fishtails out. We're actually looking for a red door. Whoever installed it or got permission from the building owner didn't tell anybody else. Anybody go in or out of it? Oh, yeah. Uh, you knock and there's no answer from within, but the door does kind of crack a little bit. Welcome, one and all, to the Die by the Dice podcast. We're an actual play tabletop RPG in Starfinder. Thank you for joining us on our space adventure. I'm John. I'll be the GM for this game. I'm Tom. I play Lycos 9, the Android Solarian. I'm Brent, and I play Sparks, the Ahsoki Mechanic. I'm Jessica, and I play Noemi Dimash, the Lashunta Technomancer. I'm Lisa. I'm playing Kerr, Sylvanan, a Vesk soldier. And when we last left our heroes, they were just walking into the red door with its mysterious iconography on the front and found themselves in a staircase descending down into a sconsolate hall. And somebody wasn't ready. <laughs> I've been trying to keep a lot of balls in the air here. <laughs> turn, turn six. Okay. From within the staircase, you can hear a small chorus of voices and an aroma of cooking food, roasting meat, and uh, spiced vegetables lilt up from the the hallway. Sparks went from creeped out to very into this. <laughs> the stairs ascend about 30 feet or so. Uh, what do you do? You're all currently still standing at the threshold. I'm going to go first, just okay. in case there is a surprise. All right. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to go second, just behind Kurt, in case there's a surprise. A, su- a food surprise? <laughs> Close enough to the food, far away, or there's enough in between that if something jumps out at us, it gets you, not me. Well, and if it's a good food surprise, you can run between our legs to get there faster. Precisely. <laughs> All right. The I guess I'll be behind Kerr. Behind Kerr, sorry, behind Sparks. I guess I'll bring up the rear. The carpeted stairs creak under your weight, but hold firm as you move down these wooden steps towards the a larger central chamber. The common room of the World Serpent Inn has a large rectangular chamber dominated by a pair of flagstone fireplaces, one at each end, with plank floors underfoot and venerable wooden beams overhead. Great tables and heavy oak chairs have filled the space between, and dozens of patrons gathered around the tables in groups of two or three to chat. A balcony with more tables, accessible via a spiral staircase in one corner, formed a partial second floor of the chamber. Apart from the immense size, the largest oddity about the room is a lack of windows, either on the ground floor or along the balcony. By far, however, the greatest oddity are the the patrons. There are humans, elves, gnomes, and dwarves, of course, but also lizard folk, creatures with horns and halos, and even wings. One woman with flames for hair and burnished bronze skin is actually devouring a piece of wood, and her companion's drink is fizzing and popping as he speaks. Uh, As you kind of gaze around this strangeness, um, not too odd considering some of the other spaceports you've been to. Uh, you hear a warm voice call from across the room. Hello there. And turn to see a aged human man, uh, large in stature and in girth, uh, with a thick beard and tight pulled back hair, uh, waved to the lot of you. He wears a, a leather apron, which you can see a few drink stains on, and in one hand that he kind of waves you down with, he has a, a dish rag and the other an empty glass. 
uh, the universal sign for mm-hmm. RPG bartender. <laughs> what do you do? I'll return the wave. I would wave, but I'm pretty sure Kerr's blocking the entirety of the doorway. So anything we do is not visible. Oh, you've all like come into the tavern. We're in the tavern. room. It's so, clearly uh, a like tavern or public house of some kind. The place is a lot, it's, it's very warm. Okay. So I'll, I'll say, oh, where do we find ourselves, sir? Welcome to the World Serpent Inn. I'm Mitchifer, uh, the barkeep. It's good to have you here. Uh, from whence do you hail? You uh, look a bit oddly clad, if you don't mind my saying so. Sparks looks around the room. We're the oddly clad ones? The Some of the others seem like they're dressed for uh, like a Ren Fair or like a historical reenactment society or something like that. Uh, others are unclad effectively using only their scales or uh, shimmering carapaces as their like means of modesty. Well, we recently come from Falwyn. So as Lycos looks around the room, he like activates his armor. So it kind of flies out of his little cube and like assembles on him. So he looks a little bit more like the other people in the room. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, that's quite a trick there. Yeah. It's kind of a nice trick. I've been enjoying this. Well, Food's on the house. Drinks, too. I love this place. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's extremely generous, but, I mean, why? Don't ask questions. (laughs) Well, it's the the owner's grand plan, and I'm just here to see it through. Kind of boots on the ground. Hands in the the glasses. So the owner gives away all his food and drink for free? To those who come, yes. May I ask who this owner is? Uh, you may, but I don't have an answer for you. Hmm. Or none that I can freely give. Ominous. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust this. <laughs> Every, if something seems too good to be true, it probably I don't know. is. I'm hearing free food, so I've taken them up on that. I'm assuming Sparks is with me. Yeah, I think Sparks has like half a beer down already. <laughs> <laughs> I've This guy seems on the up and up. <laughs> I think he's trusting. This is, Our trust for, this is a safe place. Uh, one that you'll you're welcome to as long as you wish to stay uh there are a few things of note here uh we try to recommend against violence to your to other patrons but you'd be you'd have a hard time really inflicting such i pointed the look at kerr i'll return the look (laughs) mr doesn't have a high intelligence and has run into any situation wisdom It's my wisdom. Wisdom, whatever. <laughs> so you run into har- more situations than I do. He said we'd have a hard time hurting somebody else here. Is that what he said? Well, making it stick. Uh, he, as if a demonstration, reaches behind the bar and put, picks up like a, a bread knife and then just sort of runs it against the inside of his forearm. Uh, you can see like a little bit of blood squirt out and then he kind of like winces, rubs his hand against the wound and then shows it to you and the, the cut is now gone. Huh. Fun parlor trick. So, Lyco says, I want to try that. Like, grabs the knife and then just stabs Sparks in the shoulder. Hey. <laughs> and then pulls it out. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. It, the knife, like, finds a gap in your armor and jabs you uh, for a, t- a few points of damage. Um, but moments later, the pain is gone and the wound is healed. That's a fancy trick. What? Why'd you? Okay. Yes, I'm a rat, but I'm not a test animal. <laughs> Come on. Sir, you were the closest. Okay, well, like we're not—it's not a place to just beat up on your friends. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I guess you could if you wanted to, but not in the common room, please. Like, oh, no, no, no. that's as as far as I was going to go with 
testing this out. I gotta wash a knife now. <laughs> <laughs> Were you not gonna wash it after you cut yourself? No, but I gotta wash two knives now. Well, I grabbed the same one. Oh, just, oh. Just, just, <laughs> I grabbed that knife. Mr. doesn't have any communicable diseases. <laughs> <laughs> so what brings yes. you here? Oh, and he's like, he's taking or- like food orders and stuff, and We're looking for a man with a wooden hand. Uh, but that's the only part of him that's wood. As far as we know, I haven't seen him naked, so I can't say. <laughs> well, uh, there was a, a tree folk in here a little while back, but I wouldn't mistake a tree folk for a man with a wooden hand. It's yeah, it definitely a, wasn't a tree folk. No. Sparks, do you humanoid otherwise? I think he was human, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Or an elf or something. Mm-hmm. You saw him the closest. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that, but... Brett doesn't remember much about him other than the wooden arm. Right, so. He was a human otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing, right? He was kind of nondescript other than the arm, right? No, he was fairly nondescript. Yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> you want to access your memory logs? <laughs> uh, he had like a an undercut, sort of slick back uh, hair. He had like golden, luminous eyes. Um, Did not remember any of that, but a, I'll tell him that based on rewatching the video memory, we'll say. He had a, a gargoyle <laughs> pendant with a red gem inset into it. Right, this whole thing. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> kind of stands out the way he was wearing it. I remember. <laughs> We've made a point. Brett doesn't remember any of this. <laughs> we're not trying to. We're not trying to make you feel bad. <laughs> I know, but yeah. Uh, so I'll relay that information that you just relayed to me. No, didn't come through here. But well, bummer. <laughs> we got all sorts of passersby. Uh, if you know where he's heading, I might be able to get you in the right direction at least. Some place called Ravenloft. His features darken. He says, "Oh, yeah, well, we've not heard good things about this place." Yeah, that doesn't bode well. Uh, and your your plan is to follow him. We need to. He uh, took something that was kind of important. His soul. Mm, gods. Well. You lads and lasses ought to take a moment to consider that. Find a table, enjoy your meal, and if you're still hell-bent on this fool's errand of yours, then take this. And he reaches behind the bar and takes out a, a candle and a candlestick, uh, which is of like jet black wax with a wick on top. If you decide for it, light this on your table. I'll grab the candle. And head to a table. There's like servers around. You can hear cooks back in the kitchen. Uh, it's not just him. Uh, the servers are as varied as the rest of the, the patrons. Notably, there's a small dwarven man uh, with a beard almost down to his knees and a sprightly woman seeming to be of fae origins. Uh, she kind of moves with an otherworldly grace, seeming to dance around the chamber, not even pausing in her whirling to dish out drinks or uh, plates of food. Uh, the patrons all seem to be quite pleased with her kind of improvised culinary ballet. I don't see any reason to delay. I mean, we know we're going into the inevitable. We geared up for this, so. Final meal? All right, finish your beer. <laughs> don't have to tell me twice. It'll take some time anyway to define what you're looking for. I'll get one of my folks on it. All right. Sounds good to me. You guys got any complaints? No. Ready to go. All right. So you find a, you want a table or a booth? We're in a tavern. Let's do a booth. So we'll be mysterious in the corner. Okay. <laughs> Booths are more comfy anyway. Usually the seats are better. 
All right. So the, the food seems to be pretty varied. Uh, what do you all order? Meat. Ham. Pastries. I'm just going to try to get some dessert up in this. Mozzarella sticks. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I think Sparks goes for like pasta. Okay. Ooh. I'm going to get in on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, the pasta is good. You, you, you can trade. because His can, soul's he's gonna gone, want some so he needs some comfort food right now. That's racist. What? He likes cheese. You would want some mozzarella sticks. <laughs> Everybody he's, likes mozzarella thank sticks. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just he because he's a cheese. rat. <laughs> yeah, mozzarella sticks are the downfall of the lactose intolerant. I mean, that's like... Uh, okay, and what do you order for drinks? Uh, they got beer, wine, spirits of all. I decided uh, to keep my head clear. I'm just going to... I'm going to try some dwarven ale. Okay. I'm going to go with water, too, just because we're going into something that a lot of people have gone, oh, you're going there. Oof. So I want my head clear in case combat happens. It's sort of why I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. All right, like, because they have a, uh, a thick... There's two types of people. <laughs> vanilla, uh, vanilla coffee imperial stout. Um, it almost, it like, it's, a, it's like a, a slow pour, not just because it's... Uh, that's <laughs> just dramatic. dramatic. That's just dramatic. But it's also like a heavy. It's like a beer that drinks like a meal. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. It's drinking bread. Yeah. And how about you, Sparks? You just gave Sparks access to an interdimensional bar, so he is going mm-hmm. ham. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what he's drinking, and he probably doesn't either. But he's liking whatever it is. Interdimensional crafted beers. Sure. Okay, you going beers? Beers over spirits to start. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're carrying Sparks with us. All right, so you guys sit down. Uh, your food comes out, and it's pretty good. <laughs> like you sort of thought it'd be like this magical ambrosia. It's good, but not like the best meal you ever had. It was free. Lycos is supposed to lead into the Renfair atmosphere, so he's like this, you know, big hunk of meat. Oh yeah, there's a turkey armor. leg at some point. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and you guys let uh, set the candle up. Yes. Okay. Is it burning green? No, it's burning uh, like orange, yeah. but like peels of. Uh, ooh, okay, as it burns. Uh, peels of red wax kind of I was gonna say, is it like those cheesy candles back like you get a get a hot topic back in the 90s oh, no. i still totally have a bunch what? of those candles they still exist? oh my god yeah i have a bunch of them amazing yes uh so it's um the, the black candles ominously dripping blood red uh wax down the side <laughs> and although kind of everyone you caught everyone's eye as you came in now if, things kind of have gone back to normal a little bit. Most of their patrons are kind of talking amongst themselves. You've lost some of your novelty. Um, but sitting at this table, uh, one patron you see walking by uh, definitely catches the eye of your group. And she's staring at it pretty, at your table pretty intently. It's a moment before you notice that uh, this halfling isn't staring at you so much as the candle on your table. And why don't you go ahead and describe yourself for our players here, please. The halfling stands roughly three foot, uh, barely over 30 pounds. Uh, two pigtails uh, dance as her head moves skittishly uh, side to side on top of her head. She is dressed in somewhat worn and almost tattered adventuring gear. Cloak, armor, the full nine yards. Uh, a sling is belted at her waist. Uh, and she holds a small tin uh, tankard in her hand. All right. So for the benefit of our guest here, why don't we all just give a brief description of what our characters look like? So uh, Jen knows what she's looking at, at this, what Motley crew she's looking at at this table. All right. Um, so Noemi, um, she's an average height, thin, kind of wiry, uh, Lashunta, um, green skin, uh, dark hair, um, antennae. I imagine she has kind of almost like a mohawk 
style hair. Um, right now, I'm still clad in I might armor. And what's what kind of armor are you wearing? Like, what's oh, the, what's it sort see. of look like? Oh, it's it's pretty. Um, I think it's more of like a leathery armor, if okay. I remember correctly. If you said it was a showbad, yeah, armor. Is that the one that looks like space trooper, armor, like super trooper armor? No, uh, these guys have kind of like a. It's almost like a war leader. Like it's. It's like it's like a heavy vest. Mm-hmm. It's not like a full armor. So it's like a heavy vest and um, like pant. It's like greaves, effectively, right. uh, like kind of built into the trousers. Um, so it covers your core, but not your extremities so much. Right. Um, Kerr is a Vesk, so she's a seven-something-foot-tall lizard, and she's in heavy armor, uh, mostly mostly sort of green, a lizard humanoid, sort of green, purple stripes going from her eye ridges back. Um, she's kind of got a cloak over her armor, not really to hide it, but just sort of downplay the heavy metal of it all. Uh, Lycos, <laughs> pun not intended but i'll take it <laughs> uh Lycos is like a looks like a red-skinned human but he's got glowing lines kind of tracing under the layer of his skin kind of black swept back hair uh he's wearing heavy like almost looks like evil medieval armor it's black it's kind of like lots of swoops and uh like spines, spikes kind of, and whatnot yeah. um it's actually like made by the drow, but also kind of has like red underlighting. And there's a, a stone floating around his head and a little ball of like light floating nearby. He otherwise doesn't actually appear to be armed. Uh, and Sparks is about a three-ish foot tall, uh, like rat folk, um, grayish fur. And then his kind of defining feature is like a sort of around the back of his head. He's got like a big computer hanging off his head, basically. <laughs> And then he for armor. Let's see. Did we decide we were wearing all of our? I guess you guys are all wearing your armor. I so. always wear my armor though. <laughs> I instinctually activated mine to fit in. Right. You came in the rig with your armor on. Did you also get like the quick? Yeah, armor? I did. Okay, so you can have it or not. Okay. Um. Well, you already said like when he stabbed me earlier that it went around the armor and everybody else is wearing it, so why not? Um. So yeah, he's wearing uh what's I forget what it's called. It's like Lashunta ring wear or something like that. But it's like kind of an elegant but um you know plate mail kind of situation uh, i think it says there's like force fields and stuff on there too strategically placed but that might be out of place here so uh we'll say he's got some kind of cloak over it like uh like her did to kind of mask it a little bit all right so sine what do you do after staring for a couple of minutes i would say she will down her drink and walk over dramatically it is then she reveals as she walks closer into the light a long and very elegantly made captain's cloak and full tricorn hat uh, with a bright plumed feather. She walks over uh, and swings up a chair and sits next to Sparky, uh, hissing <laughs> under her breath, small things should stick together. <laughs> Do they have entertainment here? <laughs> uh after a couple he's because spark is also a couple uh beers in at this point he goes oh you know couldn't agree more here and he like slides the extra beer that was on the table over sine's eyes light up and she'll take a drink before she continues your generosity is appreciated are you guys fey or nature spirits no none of the above i don't think so not even remotely close are you no uh I'm a stranger. I'm not where I belong. And a wizard friend of mine said you might be able to help me. Where are you trying to go? Home. I am from Faerun. And thanks to really a hilarious set of misadventures, I have been stuck in this 
evil, misty demiplane. Master Ablin calls it the demiplane of dread, but that sounds a little pompous to me. <laughs> it's overly dramatic. Do we recognize the name Faerun? I mean, no. I do. I'm just making sure. Uh, you, you all do not. Okay. Uh, but you do recognize the mention of the demiplane. It is your present destination. Yeah, it sounds like where we're trying to go. Funny that you mentioned this demiplane. That's actually where we're heading. Looking for a man with a hand. You might want to reconsider, aside from numerous hazards and a generally bland locale, uh, you also get trapped there and can't leave. So <laughs> unless you're planning a one-way trip, I'd advise against it. I love someone describing Ravenloft as bland. <laughs> There's a lot of gray, a lot of dark tones. I mean, to be fair, probably large swaths of the countryside kind of are bland. It probably would be, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the first time I got stranded somewhere we couldn't get out of and then just, you know, found a spaceship. <laughs> Old hat. So are you stuck here at the World Serpent? That's something I'm still figuring out, but I believe the answer is no. I've teamed up with some guys who call themselves Memento Mori, and they, it's a long story. I was stuck. I lost my memories, and I got them back. And now I'm going to help them with a thing uh, in exchange for it because my friends still don't have their memories back yet, actually. So that's what I'm working on. But I can go back to Ravenloft whenever I like, uh, as I understand it, the Dimmy Plane of Dread. But uh, I can't go through any other doors. I've tried. So there's a door here that leads to Ravenloft? Yes, it's the one I came through. Oh. Did you get the spiel from Michifer when you came in? He said we were welcome. That's about as much detail as he went into. And to light this candle. Yeah. Oh. And he also told us we probably shouldn't go where we're trying to go. Is that the first time we've heard that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty much any time we've mentioned it, someone tells us not to go there. Sparks' soul might be there, so we're kind of obligated. Oh. That a long story, too? Well, it's kind of a short one. We're no strangers to misadventures of our own. <laughs> a terrorist kidnapped Sparks and yanked his soul out along with a big magic gem you know pretty bland <laughs> <laughs> like you do <laughs> and if we don't get it back we're probably all going to get eaten by a giant space dragon wow. yeah she's she's real not happy about losing that gem we, we <laughs> no. gotta get it back so we're going to Ravenloft exit or no exit we're, we'll find one once we get there <laughs> if we don't go it's not ending well is the dragon in space or made of space in space she has a spaceship we she also fought one that we're pretty sure was made of space. But different story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a different dragon that wanted to eat us. Yeah, no, there's multiple dragons that we've been involved with. Some are more wild than others. This one is is more bureaucratic. Uh, bure yeah, bureaucratic. A bureaucratic dragon. A dragon? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to Ravenloft. Would you care to join us on our journey? Well. Uh, I have a couple of other things I was doing, um, but I think we might be able to help each other in another way, because I need something done in the elemental planes, and as I just mentioned, I can't leave. Okay. And that way you wouldn't get trapped and never be able to leave yourself, at least not yet. <laughs> but let's be open to possibilities. <laughs> Pretty confident as finding a way out. Done it before. Risk. <laughs> Not much of a show if we don't. So plot armor, here we go. 
I was trying to be <laughs> blindly optimistic, not meta. <laughs> little column A, little column B. Um, so, uh, Elemental plane, you say. Which one? There's at least four upwards of eight to 12, depending on the cosmology. I don't know how deeply y'all are into magic, uh, given the the metal head casing and the lasers and the light skin. I'm feeling a lot, but you should know I hate magic. It's my least favorite thing. And it's pretty much responsible for every single one of my problems, current and past. <laughs> Noemi does not know anything about magic. No, it's, None it's whatsoever. all technology. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't really done well by us either, so... Marvelous. I'm glad we're on the same page. So, <laughs> if I butcher any of this, it's because I don't know what I'm talking about, and a wizard literally briefed me about ten minutes ago. I am very familiar with that scenario, so go for it. Ah, uh, perfect. So, my boss, Master Ablin, uh, I lost his airship. Kind of. It got hijacked, and then it fell in another plane, the Demiplane of Dread, and now we can't get it out. Bad day. So, we're trying to figure out more about the power source for the airship. We call it the Lotus. I think it's an elemental spirit in kind of a metal flower casing. It's telepathic. It speaks susurus, which is some kind of elemental common tongue. Uh, And it's kind of sad because it's, as far as I can tell, its only memory is being made and then thrown away. One sec, Sparks. At the mention of the Lotus, mm-hmm. you kind of have a distant feeling of like recognition and also like loss and longing. Uh, it seems oh, to be sort of an right. echo from uh, your conversation with the Walker. Okay. Um, yeah. So at the mention of that, I'll say, you know, I I think I might have spoken with this thing before. That that sounds familiar. Really awesome it uh it's made some really weird statements you know i hate magic but it's talked about feeling things and memories attacking it and whatnot yeah that that's pretty much what it told me oh fantastic well then you might be exactly what it's looking for oh man it's in big trouble (laughs) (laughs) from what my boss Master Abelin told me it was made by some archmage, and this, from what he can tell, this thing came from the elemental plane of air, because, I don't know, it was going to be used to levitate a city, and there's something wrong with this one, and that's why it was discarded, and we need to figure out why it was discarded, and what the problem with it is, and, and find that archmage. How do we do that? I don't know. I'm stuck in the demi-plane of dread, and I can't go to the elemental plane of air. That's fair. Master Abelin said, look for four of the freakiest people you can find, and they could probably help you get home. <laughs> Michael's like, almost starts to say something like he's offended, then he looks at the group and looks at everyone else in the bar and goes, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, that, that fits. so if we can make it to the elemental plane, and Sine can make it to the demi-plane of dread, could Sine help us in the Demiplane of Dread? And then we all meet back up here? Sounds like a plan. This place is a planar nexus. We can meet back here. I can get here no problem. I, I have a niggling question. If this is the Demiplane of... Or if we're going to the Plane of Air, 
which I'm going to presume is a plane made of air. Most of us can't fly. That sucks for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you have a fun time piloting when you don't have a crew anymore. Uh, I kid, I kid. Captain. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I don't think I could carry you all. Yeah. Uh, so in these uh, elemental planes, it is literally just air. There is no earth. Oh, oh, she mentioned okay. a floating city, so there's I mean, going to be I'm having Lycos make a semi-educated guess. Can we make a... I mean, Tom knows the answers to these things, but I don't know that Lycos is like a random expert in the elemental planes. So you can throw an arcana check and then kind of make your... Or mysticism, and then make like, an appropriate level of... Nope. <laughs> I rolled a three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then you can make some wild suppositions if you like. <laughs> uh, Don't mind if I do. I'll well, see. I mean, I can't imagine that a place called Air is going to have a lot of land. Well, Sparks clicks. There might be a lot of flying together. things, so maybe we can find a dragon. You can have good luck with them. 30 mysticism? Yeah. Uh, while the plane is predominantly like large expanses of floating air and like whipping wind and things like that. There are settlements there kind of incongruously uh, built on like thicker clouds or like artificial platforms that have been constructed to house folks. Or hunks of earth that have randomly come in from the planet of earth. Weird stuff like that. Yeah. So we wouldn't have to fly the whole time. Still be a primary mode of transportation. I'm sure they have some sort of airship or something. Good, because I can't fly at all. Jetpack. As he like clicks his heels together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I can fly now. Yeah. I just have to land on something every round. All right. Y'all need to carry me then, because I'm the only one that apparently can't fly. I just forgot. I told I got a flying ability. I say, I know. You seem pretty indignant. <laughs> <laughs> it's new. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just run really fast. I don't really think high. I've used it yet. <laughs> jump really high. I have actually a pretty good jump. But I can't fly. You definitely feel like tra- uh, traversal within the elemental plane of air could be a solvable problem. Uh, yeah, I, just, I think it's yeah. a problem we need to solve. Right. But I feel like we could solve it there. Like, they have more resources in their plane for operating their plane. I think my concern is if we walk through a door and it's not solved before we go through and we fall. And we don't know. We just have to make sure the door opens somewhere where we can Let's solve the problem. Let's just kick that can down the road, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem for future us. Screw them. <laughs> If the Archmage lives there, he's got to have a house, and a house means land. Exactly. <laughs> I got to gotta ask the bartender, do you have a door here that leads to the elemental plane of air? I'm sure I do somewhere around. Oh, yeah, down the hall to the left. <laughs> <laughs> Past the bathroom. The, the, based on how this place works, that door needs to open to somewhere like safe, right? Just not going to open up into nothing? It'll have a little like a door equivalent on the other side. Uh, sometimes they're caves, sometimes they're uh, like sh- storefronts and things like that. Um, decorated foyer. At the very least, opening the door won't like probably suck you in. So you can see what's on the other side if it's hazardous or no. All right. Watch that first step. Yeah. It's a doozy. All right. Yeah, I need to get to 12th level before I can just fly continuously. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the elemental airplane. Find the Archmage. Have a conversation. Yes? What do we what do we need to bring back? Uh information, as I understand it. There 
is something up with the lotus and we need to develop it. It's in its infancy. I'm not 100% on that one. It's all magic mumbo jumbo. But the more information we get on it specifically, why the, uh, why the Archmage created it and what was wrong with it that led him to throw it away, that's key to getting me home because of some long convoluted prophecy. I've had a rough day. I've had a rough series of days, actually. <laughs> Sounds this like it. This is one of the nicest places I've been in a long time. Is or is not? <laughs> it is. Like, uh, no one's trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah. And the booze is free. Booze, not free booze is A+. Plus. <laughs> all right. Well, we've stumbled our ways through demonic stuff and all kinds of stuff. So this, this should be right up our alley. Techno undead, space dragons. Yeah. We, we can do this. While we're doing this, though, there's the issue of getting a soul back for Sparks. I wouldn't dream of telling you to do something for me and not offer my services in exchange. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you needed to do in the demiplane of dread, since I'm already stuck there, I could get done for you while you were helping me out. Are you going to do an actual sense motive? Oh, no, I was, okay. I was kidding. <laughs> well, we're looking for a man with a wooden arm. Um, and I believe it's a wooden arm he can actually do things with. It's living wood, yeah, yes. So it, it's distinctive. He also has a red gem around his neck and a goblin pendant. Golden Gar- eyes. Gargoyle. Gargoyle pendant, sorry. Yeah, yeah his name is Dalen Raven. He, on our plane, he or wherever we're from, he is a terrorist. He probably hasn't stopped being one where he's gone to. Hey, to guess. linguistics question. What's a terrorist? <laughs> he likes to blow shit up and cause trouble. Oh, okay. A fire so adventurer. <laughs> <laughs> so an adventurer. <laughs> well, ultimately, he's a thief. He stole Sparks' soul. So we need to get yeah. that back. And the soul like is probably back. in a giant magical gem. Red which gem. we also need back. Yes. The gem is very important to both Sparks and the rest of us. Getting your soul stolen sounds rough. Was it some kind of bargain? Did you get cheated? Or did you just like reach in and grab it? No, I pretty much got mugged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he was walking back from a barbecue after a little celebration. To be fair, we were initially at one point delivering this, I think, either to this guy or some guy adjacent to this guy. And he tried to blow us up for it, and that's when Sparks got it lodged in his chest. Well, yeah, it so didn't it, start out in 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 Sparks' chest. We were we were set to deliver the stone uh, to this planet. Um, there was an orbital bombardment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah distinctive. <laughs> Rough Tuesday, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sparks foolishly opened the uh, container, the the suitcase with the gem. And the gem then fused to him. And then the guy ripped it out of my chest after Ugh. grabbing me in an alley. Well, I could see why you'd want that back. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really done with it, you know? <laughs> hey, we've been told he's technically undead right now. Yeah, the thing that's implanted on my head is pretty much the only thing keeping me running right now. That's fascinating and very concerning. <laughs> yes. Correct on both counts. <laughs> so that's what we would need in return. Information on where to find this guy or actually getting the gem back or whatever you can do in return for our, our John. I am friends with people who are much better at magic than me. 
so I can have them, uh, I don't assume the names will mean anything to you, but I can talk to the Knights of the Shadows and Memento Mori. And I'm on uh, the lookout for a man with a living wooden arm and a large gemstone con- containing a rat person's soul. Yes. Yeah, hopefully that narrows it down enough. <laughs> Can't be too many of those wandering around. <laughs> I was going to say, now that we're here, Tom, because Lycos wouldn't know this, is really curious if Brent can be turned. You'd have to... I know, but I also want to learn what week, turning huh? is. <laughs> <laughs> but Tom wants to know this. All right, ready and break. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, I guess let's go through this door and go find a wizard. Let's Let's check the door before we go through it. Oh, now you're concerned. Well, now I'm walking through it. <laughs> I am in heavy armor. I will sink like a rock. So do we want, we want to, we'll set a plan to, to meet back here in X amount of time, et cetera. Or, I mean, it doesn't sound like there's a cost to here. So as each of us completes our mission, we can just Return. come back and chill. Yeah. Because we don't know where we're going. They don't know where they're going. How can we guarantee it's going to take a week? Mm. Just making a logical point. So it sounds like all parties are... We're agreed. Agreed here? All right, so we'll shake on it. You can't complete a business transaction without shaking hands. Captain. Yep. Boss. <laughs> so Noemi will reach out her hand and um, for Sine. Sine stands up in her seat, uh, kind of leans over the table, casting a shadow, and uh, shakes each party member's hand individually. Okay. All right. I shake back. Is anyone going to give her a business card? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. We do have business cards. <laughs> you know, if you ever find yourself on Absalom Station here, you know, we, I lead a band uh, from Gordian Solutions. Uh, <laughs> so if there's ever another, a problem you can't solve, that's what we're here for. It's what we do. So you can reach me on my comms here. <laughs> I'm just going to throw like all this technical, like future mumbo jumbo. <laughs> I definitely a- take a business card. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm so glad we had those business cards made. We use them all the time. <laughs> Advertising is very important. It is. We're a small growing business. Now we're interdimensional. Sweet. We can put that on the card. <laughs> yeah, be sure to ask about franchise opportunities. <laughs> we have a Ravenloft branch. <laughs> oh, God. I know what my next campaign is going to be. <laughs> um. Would they be Ghostbusters, essentially? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I actually. mean, if the shoe fits. That sounds about right. Strahd thinks he's so cool, but no one's kicked in his door with laser guns before. <laughs> or the laser spear. <laughs> oh, you think you're awesome? Got a spear made of light, vampire. Sweet. Can we order some food to go, like stuff our pockets full of chips and then go? a <laughs> <laughs> doggy bag. <laughs> we want a little to-go container. Can I get a box for this? <laughs> you really uh, like those mozzarella sticks. They're delicious. Yeah, you guys don't want to know what's in Sparks' cheek pouches right now. Uh, <laughs> They're just stuffed Mozzarella sticks. Yeah. <laughs> we know what's in there. Mozzarella sticks. <laughs> yeah, Mitch first sort of rolls his eyes, but, but smiles as he does so. Uh, of course. We'll put it in some foil for you. Is it like a little swan? Uh, it's actually like a little beholder. <laughs> I've never wanted to open a restaurant more right now. Like, this needs to be a reality. That needs to happen. (laughs) 
all right, we got to wander around and find this door. Is it just like a, it's like so, men's, women's air. Okay. <laughs> so are, are the doors labeled in any particular fashion? So out of the common room, there are a number of, uh, there's a staircase going to the upper floor and there are a number of like hallways moving around, but there aren't any other doors that can really be described that way coming out of this, this chamber. You say hallways, uh, hallways moving around. Is it literally sorry. moving? No, there are, there are several hallways leaving this chamber oh, as well as from the second it's floor. It's not Hogwarts. Uh, I wanted it to be like a maze thing where they were... All right, so I guess I go down to one of the it, corridors. It is a bit maze-like as you're starting to go through. Okay. Um, so I guess I just pick a corridor and go down it, look at checking out the doors. Okay. Ooh, I've got a table for this. We're going to find some interesting doors, I think. Someone's going to go down a random corridor. So I have a random question. If, if Sine was to go up the way we came in, would she be able to go out? No. She said, like, what would happen? Uh, so, uh, Sine, do you, were you briefed on what would happen if you tried to move out another door, or should I cover this for you? I am aware. Uh, again, only approximately. Okay, so, yeah, when you've tried before, um, you, like, you reach for the door, and you can kind of get them partially open, but then, like, tendrils of mist appear out of nowhere and kind of wrap around your extremities, holding you within the World Serpent Inn. Um, you can kind of, you've been able to get like glimpses of freedom, but are completely unable to move through any means of either normal or magical uh, forward. Okay. So reality just goes, no, and then stuck. Yes, the, the demiplane does not easily release its prisoners. Uh-huh. Good and unless, stuck. Unless you fall through an open grave. But hey, I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing so bad. As, I mean, staying at the World Serpent Inn. I mean, you get free food and drink, and it's got to be way better than the Demi Plane of Dread. Am I so, right? <laughs> are the rooms here free too? Uh, yes, just, there are bedrooms and living quarters within the maze-like confines of the World Serpent Inn. Uh, moving down this corridor, you come to a door, and opening it up, you find a well-appointed library on the other side. Uh, there are a number of bookshelves, all fairly heavily lined with books, a, a glowing fire, and two like heavy leather-bound, uh, almost thrones, uh, both positioned so that the firelight will go over one's shoulder onto whatever book one's reading. Uh, there's a small like coffee table and a little end table next to each of the uh, chairs. Uh, and as you enter, you hear a, a sharp like, Neh! as a little uh, gremlin is sort of startled by the sudden uh, opening of the door. Uh, it scampers up to like climbing the bookshelves like a ladder. It's only about two feet tall and kind of looks at you from atop one of them, seven feet up, uh, sort of curiously, but also somewhat apprehensively. So I just kind of look at the creature. Tiny thing. Is this the plane of air? No. Thank you. I close the door. <laughs> <laughs> is the door labeled with anything or is it just a door? Uh, just unlabeled. Are they all the same door? Uh, the doors are all similar. Um, they might, if there's some method of, uh, identification it's too arcane for you to figure out so far Before we close uh, and that's the, door, the end of this corridor oh, okay. i was gonna say could we ask the gremlin if he knows what the, where the door is we're looking we need directions wait is jen with us i mean Sene is, is Sene with us uh that's absurd i'll follow y'all seem fun and crazy besides i got nothing better to do i'm basically just gonna keep that up i'm gonna try, open a door um, if it doesn't like look like the plane of air, I'm going to see if there's anybody on the other side to ask questions. I'm going to ask today, do you know where the door should be? Have you explored any of these doors? I assume I've tried to go through a bunch in my 
uh, experimentation with whether or not I can actually leave. But I don't know if I'd know which specific door. I have been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so you try a few more corridors. Each of them seems to just wind into more corridors. Um, you're kind of lost within the the twists and turns right now. Not really lost, but uh, it, you may have a little bit of a hard time getting your bearings back. Uh, and then the door opens to another study. Uh, this one, instead of a rows and row of bookshelves, uh, there's a large table about eight foot by eight foot with a um, big map containing a like a hidebound map. So not like a telepad or a, like tri D display like you're, you're used to seeing, but like a old school on parchment map of some landscape that you've never seen before. Uh, it appears to be three islands amidst a, a bluish sea uh, with the edges kind of fuzzy. There's a like an inkwell on each corner kind of holding it down and you can see some of the cartography is still in progress. Uh, there are a number of rolled up scrolls and other large maps around the uh, rolled in racks around the edge of the room. Can you read anything on the map? Uh, it's written in a script that's not immediately recognizable to you. Do you have comprehend languages? I think if you give me 10 minutes, okay. if you find a map of the airplane or something like that, it might be useful. No, that's, that's what I was saying if we could read the map. Yeah. yeah. That seems oddly specific. So Sparks is going to take a like memory of it with his um, like exocortex deal. Okay. Sounds good. Can I, can I approach some of the other scrolls and see what the other maps are of? See if there's anything that I recognize? Uh, sure. Uh, you see similarities between the landscapes on the map on the table as well as some of the ones rolled up. Uh, but none of them have any real meaning to you. You don't recognize the location or the script. Do they have any of those like old school like monsters and like and things indicating what like the things are sort of supposed to be? Uh, yeah, actually, on the so the one on the on the table seems to be kind of unfinished. Mm -hmm. uh, however, the ones that are rolled up uh, largely have a the the one that's most interesting uh, has a large uh, <clears throat> like brilliant whitish dragon along the upper left corner and a red bodied, but five headed chromatic uh, dragon on the lower right. Uh, and they seem to kind of be wrestling for control of this landmass. I do have comprehend languages. Ooh, let's see what the map Am I is. looking at Ansel on right now? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to do comprehend languages. Okay. Uh, yes. So, um, the language sort of shifts into, uh, oh, actually, I need you to make a caster level check. So uh, roll me, uh, it's going to be your spellcasting modifier plus your level. Okay. Plus d20. So plus, plus 13 to 16, so 29. All right. Um, something in the, in the nature of this place seems to be fighting your magics, um, but you're able to persevere and, and just barely push through the abjuration that prevents you from doing so uh, as your script changes you can see the names of towns and cities resolve themselves uh, and on the top of the map it says Ancelon in the second age does that mean anything uh, not to you but Tom is probably medium psyched about it this is like a little easter egg here yeah. I'm enjoying it I mean, but, but not like the us. airplane, not what we were. It's not the plane of air. No, it is, it's not germane to your task at hand. On to the next door. I steal one of the maps. <laughs> Which one? Probably the one with the big dragons on it. Okay, cool. Does anybody notice him stealing a map? Uh, no, it's just the the few of you in here. Uh, so you can add the map during the first dragon war. 
All right. Continuing onward. Are we struck at all by the fact that, I mean, it's pretty like low tech here. Like we're obviously haven't dealt with it. We haven't seen any data pads. We haven't seen any computers or batteries. Yes. Everything seems to be like archaic and like pre-industrial. This sort of, it's, it's a little bit unique because only like shards of this era in Galarian history are still remembered things kind of pertaining to this era were lost during the gap. I also wonder aloud if they're very, very poor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Aww. pretty poor, but... <laughs> what do you use for money in the Demiplane of Dread? Gold? Oh. We've been doing gold for a while. I had Faerunian gold as well, but it doesn't really convert over super great. I think we huh. moved off the gold standard a long time ago. Yeah, we have these, and she holds up a cred stick, which probably just kind of looks like a USB in Which means nothing times. to her. Which means <laughs> a little piece of plastic. Which does nothing to you. <laughs> it's a tiny That's little weird object. I've ever seen. <laughs> well, it stands for money for us, so. How many little sticks to a. Like, what's the conversion rate? What does one stick get you? A stick can be worth almost anything. It can be that's, one or that a thousand. like bad money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can't read it. He's got kind of a point. <laughs> All right, so it takes about another hour worth of searching. Uh, you find a few fairly comfortable-looking rooms, uh, well-appointed and um, with two beds apiece. Uh, you pop into a few more store. Uh, Two of them are empty. A few of them are occupied. You try to open one, and someone's like, "I'm in here." Occupado. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but event. Oh, and then one of the doors you open, or as you arrive to it, uh, Sine, you're filled with a little bit of dread uh, as you recognize this to be the door to the demi plane from whence you came. Ah, hey guys, this is not the door you're looking for. It's just some sort of Jedi mind trick. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, that's my door. <laughs> you can see ominously little uh, peels of mist kind of leaking out beneath the bottom of the door. Um, unique amongst the ones you've seen so far. Sparks, does it remind you of the mist that was around when the gem was taken from your chest? I'm going to say probably. Yeah, then yes. Okay. Um, yeah, that's... I think that's the one we're aiming for eventually. Okay. When y'all do decide to ruin your lives and come visit, <laughs> let me know. I'll crash with y'all again. <laughs> so after about another hour of searching, you do eventually find a door that as you open it up, uh, you begin hearing howling winds beyond. Um, the door opens to a, and beyond it, you can see like an archway uh, made of stone. But the stone is sort of kind of artificial looking. And it opens to an expanse of about 50 feet of billowous cloud. Uh, pure white and, uh, and like thick beneath the archway of the door. And then getting more like uh, Zephyrus as it continues on. Uh, and then the ends of it kind of just hazing off into the distance. Uh, you looking as like kind of the angles of the door. Uh, you can see just expansive sky in every direction. Uh, some sections have like cumulonimbus, all heavy with uh, rain and uh, dark and ominous. Others more like uh, cirrus clouds that are all kind of 
wispy and ethereal. Uh, and you can see sh- small shapes in the distance flittering about on uh, the whipping wind, which is kind of blowing in through the door. Uh, not like gale force, but um, like kind of car window down. I knock on the stone. Uh, it sounds solid enough. Hmm. You said it looked fake. I was curious. It doesn't feel like stone, but it's like it has some give to it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we found our found our door. Kerr's gonna set one foot over the threshold and sort of test that first step. All right. To your with my hand firmly <laughs> on the yeah, door, hold, on the door jam. Yeah, I was like, or I'll hold your hand. Yes. Or, or, why don't I do it? Because I can fly. Yeah, but I'm the one who's gonna fall through. But yeah. if I fall through, I can come back up. Yeah, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you still got a partial foot on there. Uh, it's a little bit unsettling. It kind of squishes in like, um, like thick mud. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, the, you can feel the cloud kind of move up around your boot. And with a little bit of effort, you're able to pull your uh, foot out of. Uh, you, would, you would sink within this cloud, but you would not just plummet. So I just got to keep moving. Uh, you're not sure the specifics of it with your little test. Curry's going to keep moving. It looks kind of fun. Sparks belly flops on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Sparks, right. you, you plop down and um, are given a little bit of resistance and then be, slowly begin to sink at the rate of probably about um, a half inch per second. Oh, okay. I, I just kind of like step out onto the cloud. Okay. Uh, same thing. You begin to s- slowly sink, but it's not too difficult if you keep your feet moving to stay atop the thing. Okay. I mean, are there like nearby clouds to keep walking on or do we just have this cloud to walk in circles? Uh, so as you step outside the door and look back you can see this cloud is the edge of like a larger cloud system that kind of looms over like mountainously towards you um which you could try to i guess climb atop and see more things but look in 360 uh, right now you don't really see you see several other kind of cloud groups or cloud structures but nothing like civilization indicating is there like a wall where the door was or is there literally just a doorway there's like a stone arch built into this like kind of cloud cloudy hillside if you think like um it's not like a mountain but it's like one of those big kind of rocky hills like you'd have it on like a hike trail or something like that it's about that steepness okay so Um, we can attempt to kind of scrabble up that yeah okay i mean i guess i i make my way up to the top to get a better view but i mean i kind of try to use my flight whenever possible i mean i just pretty much have to land after every round i'm staying by the door keeping my feet moving until we're secure here keeping the door open just in case um and noemi are you moving in as well yeah i'm planning on climbing up the hill i'm going to use my flight as little as possible because i don't want to spend it all in one go so as you make your way to the elemental plane of air why don't you bid goodbye to your companion as you've are we going through uh basically kind of swapped swapped fates here okay take care Sine. don't let the demi plane of dread get you down <laughs> i'll try to keep things light you guys uh, have <laughs> dun, fun dun, dun, don't dun. fall through any clouds and i'll hope to see you soon and i will uh Sine doffs her cap and drops into a low bow don't dread your return so as sine bows the door uh, is like gusted shut and closes behind you um with the archway still staying in place and the door still staying in place on the the cloud uh and as gordian solutions makes their way to the elemental plane of air we will end for tonight so thank you listeners for joining us and thank you 
uh, Jen, for joining us as well. Thanks very much. It was a blast. Y'all are fantastic. I love yeah, you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, we had a great time Me too. too. Yeah. We can't wait to uh, have you back on when all this uh, malarkey is finished. And uh, <laughs> We've got so much going on. A lot of dragons, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, a few. <laughs> I, mean, I, guess, I guess two dragons is still more dragons than you really want to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also we want to go ahead and just a quick little bit of, uh, business here is wrapping up. Uh, you can f- find our Patreon, patreon.com slash die by the dice. You can follow us on Twitter at die by the dice. Oh, uh, Jen, where can people find you online? I am, uh, part of queen of orphans, a D and D, uh, specifically pathfinder Ravenloft adventure on discord. And, uh, I will provide that information for you because I don't know it off the top of my head. <laughs> At Q Orphans is the Twitter account. Oh my gosh, uh, we have a Twitter. There. Oh yeah, that's how I. That's how this thing, whole thing got arranged. Amazing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you can furnish me with that Discord link, I'll put it in the description of the adventure here, so people can go ahead and check out kind of the uh, the spooky flip side of this. Perfect. So thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.